0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the WrestleManiacs podcast, a podcast where a group of improvisers from Detroit with a mutual love of wrestling come together to discuss each Wrestlemania one at a time. there all you wrestling maniacs, all you holics, and hardcore members of the IWC, and all you casual fans who like your pro wrestling on the TV. I want to thank you for downloading the WrestleManiacs podcast. My name is Alex Ketchum, and as always, I am here with the man with the plan, Mr. Bob Wick. Bob, how you doing? We're gonna
1: get down today, baby.
0: Damn right we are. It's Wrestlemania yeah. 7, baby. And with us is the captain of Keeping It Real, Mr. Jake Russell. Jake, how you doing? What up, though? Love those Detroit greetings. And if you love what you're hearing, please rate, review, and subscribe on however you get your podcast. Find us on Facebook, Pod on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us some feedback. Shoot us an email at WrestleManiacsPodcast at gmail.com. We want to make this show as good as possible for you guys, so we want to hear back from you. Now, let's get on to it, because it is show time. Bobby, 1991. Let's hop in the Memorial Highway to Heaven time machine and
1: see what's happening. No more Highway to Heaven, uh, but... If we're going to the movies, you have probably see something like Terminator 2. What about Bob? What about you? What about me? Uh, Sounds of the Lambs. And one of my personal favorites, Hot
2: Shots. I loved Hot Shots. Hot Shots is so great. Uh, another movie came out that year. Um, my favorite movie of all time, Boys in the Hood. If uh, you haven't seen that movie, if you ain't heard of the movie, you need to hear about it. You need to see it. Still hold up. <laughs> One of my it, favorites, yeah, it, yeah, it does. Ice Cube with a Jerry Curl and a Detroit Tiger hat, She's
1: that great. alone.
2: And um, was that his first role? You that mean, was his first role. It was, yeah. was, was good. It like, was good. But he was playing. Really He's play, he playing himself. But it was good. It was yeah. good. Um, and R.I.P. to John Singleton, the, the, the director of that movie. That was his um, directorial directorial. That's how you say. It, yeah. yeah, directorial debut. debut. And he passed away early this year. R.I.P. to John Singleton. That movie means. A lot to me and about other people. Yeah.
1: There you go. Uh, For music, uh, (laughs) uh, for music, uh, if you turn on the the radio, you're probably hearing something like Everything I Do, I Do It For You by Bryan Adams, Baby Baby by Amy Grant, or one of the worst songs from R.E.M., Shiny Happy People, featuring the girl from uh, the B-52s. Mm. whack ass song.
0: Yeah, that's uh, I uh, like RM. Don't get me wrong. That just that's not gets. a great song by them though. Uh, Jake, can you help us out here? Give us a good song from nineteen
2: ninety one. Oh, okay, all right. Um, nineteen ninety one. Um, uh, Tupac dropped his debut album, Tupacalypse Now*. Great name, Tupacalypse mm. Now*. Play off the movie *Apocalypse Now*. Um, also, uh, 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 uh let's see. Suge Knight, Dr. Dre, um, <coughs> excuse me, Suge Knight and Dr. Dre started, uh, Death Row Records and they released the first single from Death Row Records on the Deep Cover soundtrack and the song is the same title as the movie, Deep Cover, featuring a young, uh, fresh, young new, um, hip-hop artist from Long Beach, California, Snoop Doggy Dogg. Have you seen that video lately? He looks so young. Yeah, he'd even had he didn't even have braids. Yeah, still had a fade. Yeah. He, he had a fade in a um sock set. Also, um another song that came out that year, one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time, uh, How I Could Just Kill a Man by Cypress Hill. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. Oh. that was a that's that was a, okay. That's 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 top ten for me. That's, that song is great. That that song. I was a big Cypress Hill. Guy. I got a, I have a mix on Spotify called the oppression mix. <laughs> <laughs> that song is on the man. oppression man. I, know, right? <laughs> I mean it's that mind state anyway we getting too deep well but like, yeah. deep I get like thank you for making yeah. 91 cool again Jake I appreciate yeah, it yeah so we turn on television
1: <laughs> top shows we got Cheers Murphy Brown Home Improvement and Roseanne but if you're at the Wick House you're probably watching Matlock and Murder She Wrote <laughs> <laughs> parents like murder mysteries oh
0: Bobby your childhood
1: oh Hey man, my dad didn't want to pay for cable half the time, so uh, we had like uh, five channels. Hey man, you know, you can only watch one channel at a time, five is more than enough. (laughs) That's true. Oh, you met my dad. All right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, 1991, WrestleMania 7, March 24th, LA, the City of Angels, was going to be in the uh, Memorial Coliseum, Mm -hmm. I believe, but due to some... Bomb threats?
1: Well, uh, th- they were they were worried about general safety. Um, this is so. This is when the Iraq War is beginning. Like we did o- Operation Desert Storm, and uh, there's there's even a fear like, should we or should we not even have a Super Bowl this year? You know, and even when they do have the Super Bowl, the U.S. Uh, government sends out fighter planes to circle navigate the the area to make sure that there's no kind of attack because they They knew it was gonna be a highly populated and mm-hmm. soft target. so I think that this was part of the fear, so they they shrunk it down. Some people just think that like, because of the content um that they were that McMahon was scared he wasn't gonna sell enough tickets okay uh, because uh, I think a lot of people not a lot of people, but some people had issues with. You know the whole uh, Sergeant Slaughter character and him being like a an
0: Iraqi uh, sympathizer. Yes,
1: um, and I thought it was insensitive because you know we're we're in war and using this angle for entertainment probably wasn't like you know sensi- sensitive. You know, okay.
0: Well, I mean, I personally, as a kid at the time, as young as I was, I didn't have an issue with the no. uh, idea of this. It was kind of just a play on the times. You know, for me.
1: Well, I came from a background like, I mean, they don't show these cartoons anymore, but like the old Bugs Bunny, like during World War II, had cartoons of him fighting Japanese warrior, you know, like kamikaze pilots and stuff like that. Or even like the old Snoopy, like him, you know, taking on the Red Baron. So I, I guess I didn't, you know, I, didn't, I just thought that was something that people did sometimes for yeah. entertainment. It was just entertainment, right?
0: But some people took it a little bit too seriously. A little too hardcore with their love of the wrestling, maybe. You
1: know, when your kid's off the war, you probably don't want to... I can see their point. I'm just saying.
0: Okay, yeah. Touche. However, we do get 16,000 and about 200 to come and see this thing live. And then we get on to the match. Now, like we said, the main event's going to be... It's a very patriotic-themed event in general. And the main event is Hulk Hogan representing America, basically, versus the evil Sergeant Slaughter who has now turned his back on America and become an Iraqi sympathizer, and who and he defeated the Ultimate Warrior at the at 91 WrestleMania, uh, Royal Rumble yep. with the help of the Macho King, but we'll get into that a little bit later. However, I do want to mention that like I was reminded of so many big moments in this WrestleMania as we were watching through it. There's so much to talk about, and I'm really excited, so let's go ahead and get to it, guys. You ready? You. Yeah. All right, no sound effect, Jake. You. Oh my bad. Sorry. And that's the go sign. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Rockers versus
0: the Heenan family is barbarian and hot. Uh Good match. Yeah.
2: Very good match.
0: Good match. I know the Rockers are one of your favorite tag teams,
2: Jake. Uh, your general thoughts? Any kind of comments, feedback? Um. Yeah, this is a great match. Uh, very, very great match to start off the uh the event. Um, you know, Rockers as usual, they, um, uh, controlled the pace of the match and, uh, um, you know, they, they show their strengths, um, being quicker in their, and their agility. Um, just as Haku and the Barbarian showing off their strengths as, you know, how powerful they were. Um, it was a good match. It was, you know, it was a great start. And, uh, you know, Rockers, they came off with a win. One thing that, um... That happened during the match in the commentary. They was just like trying to play up how big, how much bigger and stronger they were, and I just can't stand that when they just do that. Like, like hot, like, like barbarian's big dude, but like Haku, um, I almost said Ming because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ming, yeah, yeah, because I know him as Ming from WCW. That's why I remember, even though like he wasn't. A... Plus, Ming's a cool name. Ming Ming is a cool name, but like a he dope really a dope name. he wasn't as like I don't know. He wasn't as involved. In WCW as he was in um, WWF, but that's why I remember him as. I remember he used to kick my ass in the WCW versus uh, NWO oh, revenge yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Like he he like for some reason like he 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 was a strong he, character. He he cop he, he whooped my ass every time. No matter what he whooped my ass every time in that game. It's like I fucking hated him. But um, <laughs> but they they try to build him up like he's such a huge dude. He's not that huge. Like he like so, like. Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty had inch like a few inches on him. right? Yeah. Like, he wasn't like he was. He was he wasn't a big dude. They would just try to play it up. That's that's kind of annoy me. That's all. Like I hate when they do shit like that. Yeah, they
0: try to force it down your throat. I get you. Yeah, um, I was happy to see the Rockers get the win though. This being their third opening of WrestleMania. like three in a row, they were the yeah. first match and, and their
1: fir- yeah, their first win. Right? Yeah, it was like their first win, right? Yeah. And just the last WrestleMania. Oh, it it was yeah. See, there you they go. got the win on la- on their way out. This is a WrestleMania of change, folks. This, the yeah, there's a lot of there. a lot of passing of the torches and whatnot. Um,
0: after the first match, we're off to a great start. We go back with the celebrities. We are big celebrity guests this time: are Regis Philman, Alex Trebek, and Marla Maples, and they're doing an interview with Mean Gene Oakland uh, for a way to kind of introduce these folks. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I thought Mean Gene did a good job. Yeah. Uh you can tell Reach is an actual fan. And the Trebek thing that was kind of Abbott and Costelloy clearly like rehearsed. But I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I liked it.
1: Yeah, i it, it kinda got weird with uh Marla Maples. Like uh I don't think that that would've played as well now. <laughs> I don't think it aged well, but it was like hey, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Interviewing boys in the locker room. And He's like, oh, you know, it just. I don't know. It felt weird. It was creepy. <laughs> it's a little creepy. Uh, yeah. I, a little I forgot creepy. that was what her job was. Yeah, she's yeah. gonna.
0: This is my first time interviewing men in a locker room.
1: Uh, and like, I, I don't remember who she was. I like. I remember the name from when I was. Because I'm still a kid when this comes on, and I didn't do much research. I, I just know she's like. Was somewhat of an actress, and she's Donald Trump's second wife and the mother of maybe his oldest child, one of his children, um, Tiffany. Trump. Yeah, but I thought there was also some kind of some kind of sex scandal or something with her, or I don't know. So like, I don't know if she was supposed to be sexy or something, but it was just, it just came off creepy. Okay, yeah, uh, I I can't
0: disagree with you.
1: Yeah. I mean, but if you're someone who's just watching it for the first time, I don't, yeah, I I think it just would have.
0: Yeah, as a kid, I didn't remember her being there at all, so it doesn't, I mean, I think it just kind of blew that through it. Speaking of something to go right through, uh, or skip right over,
1: I guess, would be
0: Hacksaw Jim Duggan coming out for the commentary of the first match. I wanted to bring this up just because he was in an Uncle Sam costume. Yeah. And I figured somebody had something to say about that. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Give it to us,
2: Jake. <laughs> oh, that reminds me 1991 was also the release of Ice Cube's uh, classic album, Death Certificate. And they recently re released that album. And then, um, and they at first, um, the first album cover had, um, Uncle Sam uh, had Uncle, yeah, had, uh, Ice Cube in like a morgue and it had a toe tag on and it said Uncle Sam. Yeah. Oh shit. And then they re and they reworked the cover now and it has um, and now it has like, playing target practice. It's there is it like a like the target practice? Th- uh, it's a imprint, shooting range. Of a, like shooting range target practice thing, and it has an imprint of Uncle Sam on it. So yeah, um, that just reminded me. Yeah, another yeah, another something else for uh, music, some more music to check out from 1991. That Uncle Sam. We're gonna Sam. Have to make a Spotify list for everything we bring up. Yeah, like, we do. Yeah, we do. We no, do. So I didn't mean to interrupt you about that. But yeah, that just reminded me, like, uh, Uncle Sam, kill Uncle Sam. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Not hacksaw Jim Duggan, but uh, Uncle Sam.
0: I was wondering how you jumped from hacksaw Jim
1: Duggan to Uncle Sam to Dude, Ice Cube, but you get it. But it's you got old it. demeanor change. It was. It was fun to watch. Yeah, I, yeah I'm I sorry. Wish we recorded that like on video. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> I don't know how. Honestly, watching him come out, I think I was more insulted as an American seeing him dressed up as Uncle Sam than I did about the whole uh, <laughs> um, Sergeant Slaughter thing. Because, like, he, he's basically a, a comedic character. He's, he's a clown. And he just, just like, sloppy. I don't know. I know he's supposed to be patriotic. But he just, like, yeah, I don't know. You're not I, a fan. I, I was never
0: a fan. I, I never minded hacksaw, but i I just I always like it. Is looking back, they just had him always doing some goofy gimmicks. Uh, but yeah, the Uncle Sam thing was a bit much. They're really playing with the patriotic stuff. I mean, um, Willie Nelson had on a Hulk Hogan bandana and the Bret Hart glasses. Uncle and then hacksaw comes out in Uncle Sam costume. I mean, eh, oh I yeah, know.
1: yeah. Willie Nelson had everything from the merch cart.
0: He yeah, he was wearing the t-shirt. He had
1: he had he had a, he had a wrestling belt. He had bandana, the glasses. He, he had it all on. It was great. Yeah, he was high as shit, so. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Uh, all but, right. But to be honest, like, Hacksaw's commentary wasn't horrible. It wasn't as horrible as I thought it was. And, I mean, if we're being honest, he had a lot of energy. I think the only thing was weird, like, the dynamic between him and Gorilla, because Gorilla is supposed to be a face and having someone who's a big energy face all gorilla could really do is like yes and him and like hype man him which it not what really gorilla does so we we kind of he kind of deflated gorilla's whole shtick by by being there and being that loud and, and constantly talking
0: yeah uh, that, that's actually that's actually very well put you can't really have anybody to play off of if you're both agreeing constantly um which brings us to the guy who came in and replaced him for the second match. Now that he's done managing during the first one, Bobby the Brain Heenan comes in to join yeah. us with the gorilla, making
1: the best commentary team ever. Period. I did miss Jesse though.
2: There, there's some things Jesse does. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was one thing I was disappointed about. Like, even though Jesse says some like, he would say some whole ass shit from <laughs> from time to making time. Fun yeah. Yeah. <laughs> making fun of babies. <laughs> yeah, making fun of babies. That fat baby. Making fun of uh. What was Sapphire? Yeah, <laughs> right. Sapphire. Even though he says some whole ass shit from time to time, he um, I, I miss that dynamic. Yeah, I missed that yeah. they're good.
1: They're good. Yeah. But he, I mean, if anybody's gonna replace them, they found the man. They found.
0: Yeah, Bobby Heenan, man. I, I, <laughs> he, he did double time today, so he's gonna be managing part of the time, and he's gonna be commentating the matches that he's not managing. Uh, which is, I got no complaints with. To keep keep him out there the whole time. Yeah. Uh Dino Bravo versus Texas Tornado is our second match. Dino's out there with Jimmy running around in
2: circles. Tex- Terry Von Erick comes out. Yeah. So um Yeah, um, Alex, you mentioned um you think Dino got his ass whooped before the match? I I, I swear it looks like he's
0: trying to cover up two black eyes. Like, his face looks, like, paler than it normally is, and he's got, and if they zoom in on his face, he's got this huge banda- like Band-Aid over his nose, over, like, the bridge of his nose that you can kind of tell has been colored to match his face, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. He just looked ill or beat up or something. I was trying to see if like, there was any kind of story about him getting his ass whooped before this thing or getting into a
1: scuffle. Well, we find out later he's involved with some very bad men, so... Maybe he was maybe. involved
0: with him longer than you thought. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But Texas
1: tornado gets the win here. He looked good. He looked good. the Von Eric like. He he's amazing. Do you know anything about the the, the Von Eric curse? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm I've heard of it, but i have not. So there was um.
0: So his their his father was the promoter and owner of the Dallas uh, territory, and he had. He was one of I want to say five. Uh, uh, sons this guy had uh, there's only one left today so the, the five sons uh, they were, uh, David was the first to go and he was of course like the best like we said in Tokyo uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Mike Chris and Carrie and Carrie Von Eric was the Texas Tornado they all um, unfortunately took their own lives later on Um And these guys are all like you know, mid twenties, late twenties, early thirties. Uh, Kevin Von Eric is, I believe, he was the second son, and he is still alive, and he has a couple kids, and I think one of them, or I think they, they dabbled in, they're dabbling in wrestling maybe, but yeah, it was a very, very tragic story. It was kind of like everything they were gods in dallas like they had to shut down a six Flags. like the famous story is like they can't they went to a six flags and the crowd went so crazy that they had to shut it down
1: oh uh, there were six flags
0: famous i mean yeah like uh, like causing riots in theme parks man you wow know? that's crazy um but yeah they were like you watch the old videos like girls are like jumping over the rails and groping them
1: and stuff and it's just it's insane he looked good in this match he looked really good you know what with his outfit, with the 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 streamers and stuff like that, he kind of reminded me of the Ultimate Warrior because he had a really good build and everything. But if like the Ultimate Warrior knew how to work, yeah. So yeah, I kind of wonder
0: if maybe he w- he he might have done something like that if he'd have been there sooner, you know?
1: Oh yeah. That-
0: because the young and like even in this one, like he was, he used to be more cut like a couple years before. But I think he was maybe like, when everybody was juicing harder and stuff. Uh, like I think he, I mean, he was just as cut as the Warrior was, like in the old the old NWA footage and stuff. So, but yeah, I, I was a big, I was a fan of the Texas Tornado and the Discus Punch. Yeah, <laughs> and he also used the Iron Claw, which was which is great, Jake. You don't look like you're a big fan of the
2: Iron Claw. <laughs> I don't know. Whenever I hear the claw, it reminds me of the Jim Carrey movie "Liar Liar." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey ruined the claw for everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, after then okay. After uh, Texas Tournament gets the win, we're on to our match number three. And honestly, um, before I watched this, in my mind, this is like the opening match of the uh, pay per view. This is what I remember from my childhood. Don't know why, um, other than the fact that my friend Richard was my who was my wrestling friend. You know, everybody had one growing up. Uh, he was a big British Bulldog fan, hmm. so it's British Bulldog versus the Warlord, two powerhouses. And the Warlord has got his awesome gear. Yeah, like Kano. Kano, thank you. There we go. He looks You're looking like-
1: at me like, yeah, Kano. Yeah, yeah. That's it, yes. Looks he like was- a Mortal Kombat character. Yeah.
0: Yes, it looked awesome, and he's got slick with him, which is a great combo.
2: What's uh, what's uh, uh, uh what's his finisher?
1: The full I think it was the full Nelson. Yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah. Because that was the whole gimmick
2: of the match. Like no one's ever gotten out my full Nelson. Yeah. Whatever. You should have it should have been the Mortal Kombat finisher. You like, rip your heart out and pull know, out somebody's heart, take a bite of it. Yeah. Or shoot a laser out of
0: his his metal eye. No one's gonna get up from any of those. No, they won't. It's guaranteed a three count all the time. I've seen a heart punch. I've never seen a heart pulled out except for Indiana Jones in Mortal Kombat. WWF get to work on them graphics.
1: hmm <laughs> They got the budget now. They got that Fox money.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. SmackDown gonna be pulling out people's hearts.
2: <laughs> and lying.
0: Uh, British Bulldog gets the win. Uh, the crowd goes wild. I mean, British Bulldog was a big fan favorite. I thought this was yeah. a
2: good match overall. Yeah. Yo, this, yeah, I like this a lot. And I liked... Uh, I was digging I was, I was. was digging the braids, too. I was digging the uh, braids. British Bulldog braids. I was digging those. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of white dudes can pull off braids.
1: Not many, but Davey Boy Smith can. Yeah, not not a lot of white guys can pull off talking to a dog and having it talk back and still be. That's more of a British thing, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: I think that's a general white thing. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, white people
2: talk to dogs like they're people. I don't know. I mean, dogs matter, but I'm just saying, like, uh, I don't talk to them niggas like that. It's you know? when they talk back that you start having problems. Yeah.
0: No. Uh, Summer at Sam. Nasty Boys versus the Heart Foundation. (laughs) Tag Team Title Match. Transition. Thank you. Thank you you very much, Dan. Thank you.
1: Damn, you're getting seven episodes in. You're getting smooth, son. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tag team title match, our first title match of the
0: evening. Again, big moment in wrestling, I think, or at least the WWF history, because this is the last WrestleMania for the Heart Foundation.
1: Yeah. It's a I mean, think about it. Like, all of our favorite, like, uh, tag teams are going away. This is the last one for Heart Foundation. This is the last one for Demolition. This is the last one, you know, the, the British Bulldogs are already broken up. Uh, the last one for Rockers. Yeah.
0: Like, everything's about to change. Yeah. This, it's a really strong tag team division. And I don't think it's ever been as strong since this era that we're leaving now.
1: I, I would, I would say, like, it came back in the 90s. Yeah. When you, when you have like, uh,
2: uh, definitely would like the Hardy Boys and Edging Christian Dudley Boys and uh the New Age Outlaws New Age yeah. Outlaws yeah it, it definitely came came back um, okay yeah I I will yeah I
0: will track my statement it was that was a very strong tag team scene but I feel like that was like four teams that were just going all out yeah yeah versus like a host of teams that you could pretty much do whatever you want like you would really play around with and have multiple stories and
2: I mean, there was just a lot more, I think.
1: I but like, there's some yeah. good,
2: but there's some big stars that came out of two of those tag teams. Definitely true. Yeah, true. Now you got Nasty
0: Boys versus the Heart Foundation for the tag team titles. So Jake, uh, I know you mentioned that you really like this match. I, I'm biased because it's a Heart Foundation match. So I'll, I'll let you kind of take the lead on this. Well, what do you think about it? Yeah, I
2: really love this. Uh, really like this uh, match. Um, but both teams were great um it was uh fast paced It was going back and forth really liked it um and one thing i like is that like you know what i'm saying a lot of times when i watch uh wrestling matches um like or, or anything sometimes like i zone in and out <laughs> or whatever yeah. and like some matches i i zone in but like um but like zone but zo- i was zone out then zone back in but um this match i was like like they had my uninvited attention, and like I was, I watched the whole, like all the way through, and I really loved it. Um, Hart Foundation, um, I, f- I think, is uh, should be mentioned more as a great, as one of the greatest tag teams. Um, the contrast with Bret Hart and Neihard is great. Like, Bret Hart's doing all the technical shit, and is and, and, uh, doing all the wild shit. One of my favorite, my my fa- not one of my, but my favorite move of this match is when Hard. he picks up one of the nasty boys and he just like like he's about to like scoop slam him or power slam him, but he just picks him up and throws him at the other guy. Like yeah. like he just picks him up, throws him like he wants shit. Like yeah, hey, here's your piece of shit partner. Throws him, <laughs> like, throws him at him and shit. Like like yeah. that was. I was I was like I was dying. I was on That's, the floor like that was dope. I to, like like I was laughing yeah. about three minutes. I had to rewind the flashback because I was laughing at that shit for like three <laughs> minutes. Like like wow, boy, <laughs> yeah. wow, dog. I thought I thought he looked
0: great in this match. Here's your piece yeah. of shit partner. I love that. Like now, whenever I see that, I'm just gonna think that in my head. Here's, Here's your piece, a piece of shit partner.
1: partner. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: yeah. I I kind of wanted to bring this up because after seeing that that. Like, at that moment, I remember watching this and thinking how good he actually was. And, again, when these tag teams break up, like, Sean goes on to be a huge star. Marty, not so much. Mm-hmm. And then, Knightheart. he had a good career, but Bret Hart was a five-time world champion. One thing I think that hurt Knightheart is he never, after becoming, like, a single, he never had, like a, like, a finishing move. He had these cool things he could do, like, in a match, like you said, like some amazing stuff and we that we've seen in these past WrestleManias. But as a single, he never had like a finishing move or something that he like a something that people could kinda of get behind and you could kinda of roll with or work towards. Uh maybe it fit the character, I guess. But at the same time, I was like him doing a spine buster or something, and yeah. you know, one of those power moves. If he if he had had something good like that that just looked mean as hell, I mean, you could make him a heel and raise him up, you know.
2: I thought he would have well, had him I mean, if he just had a move, he just could he just, like, pick somebody up and just. Here's your th- piece of shit guy, manager. Yeah, like, <laughs> not like, he could, like, pick somebody up and throw him on a ref or something. Or, yeah. or throw, him, throw him on a turnbuckle like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throw just, just throw him like
0: that into the turnbuckle yeah. and then go drag him back out and pin him. Yeah, something like that. Pick up the
1: manager. Here's your piece of shit manager. <laughs> <laughs> if that was just his catchphrase, he would have he got over so hard. Yeah, he would have. <laughs> I would have bought that T-shirt for real. Him uh, stroking that goatee and laughing, and here's hearing, your piece, piece of,
0: of shit, shit man.
1: Blank insert person here that's yeah. right like, red. It's a piece of shit mom. Uh. it have been like, it been almost like the same action when he goes, "Devon, get the tables." You know, like, yeah. here's <laughs> your. And the audience, piece of shit manager. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: I wish that would have happened. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's that's the thing with some of these guys, like. They're better as tag team people, you know. They they just they work better as a group than they do on their own. And I think some of the guys who establish themselves as an actual character get over more. It's um, Jr. was talking one time that I forgot whose theory it was, but you have to be a character that a kid can impersonate to get over. Because when a kid's in the front yard pretending to be you, if you have an action, a physicality, uh, a, a finishing move a catchphrase uh, or like the rock, his eyebrow and the kid can perform that they get attached to you because like, Oh, he's cool. And now I'm cool by association, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's a, yeah, I that's a and good point. And anybody who's gotten over, like you have Hogan, he poses, he does that thing. He, he hulks out. You can impersonate that. Agreed. Macho Man does the, you know,
0: oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, that voice and, like, the elbow drop. He points his fingers up in the air, you know. Jake's
1: got the DDT. Like. Yeah, like Bret Hart had the uh, the sharpshooter, you know. Mm-hmm. that like, Who hasn't put their friend in a sharpshooter? Who hasn't? Everybody has.
2: Shawn Michaels would, da- would dance. Yeah, <laughs> he had the, he had, the,
0: he had, the he had the stretch
1: pose. Yeah, stretch
2: yeah. pose and stuff like that. And Stone Cold would. Flip you off.
1: <laughs> I mean, give you the stunner. I mean, the greatest of all time, Ric Flair. You, he's got both. He's got woo, and then he's got that strut, and mm-hmm. and a, he's got threes and a figure four. He, like he's a triple threat mm-hmm. when it comes to those those factors. I mean, something to be said about that.
0: Yeah, I, I that's actually a very good point. I like that. I mean, I like that theory. Yeah, that's definitely how I related to characters as a kid. I mean, I mean
1: do not try this at home. We're going to look home. at the bushwhackers. They're not great wrestlers, but everybody in the schoolyard was doing that that pump your arm thing walking out.
2: Yeah. We gotta watch the Family Matters episode they was on, man. <laughs> we gotta watch that shit. We gotta watch that shit. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I I'm, I'm right there with you. I would love
0: to watch Urban do the Bushwhacker walk. Uh another thing I loved watching, Blindfold match. Huge storyline. Oh, great
1: match. Yeah. Love this match.
0: So, like, one thing I thought this WrestleMania did very well was there was maybe four big storied matches, like matches that had this like long story behind them, and this is like one of them. Uh, the Rick model, the Rick Mart, uh, the model Rick Martel had blinded Jake the Snake with his uh, arrogance, and he sprayed him in the eyes, and now Jake's blind, and then he was blind in one eye, I believe. Uh, so they've had a rivalry now for a few months, and this is like the big blow off match, and to get him back, to get the model back, he wants to make him blind. So they do a blindfold match, and they both put on these hoods. As a kid, I can still remember like this match being so cool.
1: Oh yeah, I think this is one of those wrestling moments that stuck in my head because him being blinded was crazy. Like it kind of remind me of uh, when Macho Man put uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's throat on that that rail and dropped on him. Like that was like holy crap. That was like a oh shit moment. Um, but really quick, I, I like the vignette, like the video vignette after he gets blinded, he's, he's seeing the, the doctor and instead of flushing out the eye, all the dudes do is r- wrapping gauze around him. Like it's burning, it's burning. Yeah, yeah no, uh, we'll, we'll check it in, in a week. <laughs> we'll check it at the next show. I, I just like the
0: nurse, like standing there, just like a statue <laughs> doing absolutely nothing. I thought oh, it was his man. wife and then yeah. they backed up and she's like in a nurse's costume and it was like, Oh. Okay. You can't control all your dresses, man. <laughs> maybe, oh, maybe, shit, okay, maybe it was yeah, his yeah. wife in a nurse outfit. All right. Good on him. <laughs> I, I do love, I'll put up a picture of this, but I love Jake with the with the one, he had the white contact, so he had one his one eye that just looked solid white. And when I was a kid, I didn't know those things existed. So oh, I, yeah. I mean, that was creepy. That was so cool. Uh, really committed to it, you know.
2: Yeah. So the
0: match. Uh, look, going into it, I didn't think it was going to hold up. But it did. I, I really liked it. Yeah, I thought, I thought I enjoyed they did it a good too, job. Yeah,
2: you,
1: yeah you, guys, you, guys didn't, you guys liked it? I, I loved it. Uh, because every move counted. You know, it, he, they start the beginning of the match, first convincing the audience that they're blind. And then they slowly train uh, the audience how to play the game Marco Polo. Like, is he over there? And, he, and Jake would point out a random direction. And they wouldn't say anything. And then when when he when he finally pointed in the direction of the model, they would all just lose their shit. Yeah, yeah. So now it's almost like, uh, did you guys see that 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 Queen uh, Queen's movie? Like, uh, we will rock you. Uh, there, there's that song. Like, oh yeah, we will, we will rock you. And they're they're talking about, I can't think of the name. Yeah, that's the name of the song, right? Yeah. Uh, I think the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Thank you. I, I was getting the two mixed up. So anyways, there's this moment in the in the film where where the the drummer comes in and he's like, "I got an idea. Uh you know what our our audience needs is something that they they can help us perform." So he comes up with that boom boom ksh, boom boom and like they, they can do that. And when they they introduce that song, it like even though they're already an amazing band, the audience is in, you know, they're yeah, in they're the band yeah. for this moment. So Jake using this device to tell a story like as a kid like I'm helping Jake the snake. You know like it's that thing like when you're watching Sesame Street as a kid and they're like, "Oh, what is this?" An apple. That's right. It's an apple, kids. You know like you you believe that screaming at the television works. So you're helping out your hero and it's it, you know it, it felt great, yeah. you know, when you're a kid. And honestly watching it it looked good. And and to also compliment Rick Martel, like he did a great job like like not like, you know, like stumbling and bumbling. Yeah. yeah. When he, he dropped an elbow at, at, onto the mat randomly and it got a big pop. So, you know, usually matches have pops here and there when a big move happens, but because we are helping and, and we we're helping our hero and, and, and screwing over our villain for, for doing this mean thing to our hero, like every move counts. Because- yeah, every move
2: counts. Yeah every, yeah. every move count. Everyone was involved. Like, yeah. Like I agree. Totally agree. This is um like this is another match that I like completely paid attention to because I'm like all right what's going on how the fuck what what's <laughs> how's this gonna go yeah because they're because they're obviously not gonna like wrestle regularly they're gonna just, yeah. it's gonna move like it's gonna the match is gonna move slow but it's not slow you know what I'm saying if that makes sense no they they build yeah. up anticipation so yeah. even when they weren't doing something you're like I can't wait for this shit to happen yeah.
0: Yeah, there was really like only four or five moves in the entire match, but the crowd was going nuts. They were so, like you said, the crowd participation was excellent. Uh, The the model did a great job. I loved it when he was he grabbed the chair and he was poking at the air. Yeah, and then he swung and hit the uh, the post and stung his hands. Yeah, that was great. That was funny. Uh, And then Jake, and then he backs into Jake, and Jake just hits him with the DDT, and DDT stands for the end, and that was the end of the match. That
1: and that looked slick, like the way he played, The way that went down, that whole that spot looked great. Yeah, yeah. they did a. I mean, they, I compliments to both these guys. They did
0: a great job. I, I loved this match. Me too, Me too. And moving on, we got uh, another thing that I loved: the debut of the Undertaker, the, the WrestleMania debut. I should say he debuted in the, the previous Survivor Series in the beginning of the streak. Yep, this was the one in the 23 and 2 or something he is now. But this was 1 and I 0. think he got to 21 and 1. No, he, oh, 20, 20, 21, 22, something like that. Yep. But, yeah, this was the first one against Superfly Jimmy Snuka, who was still a big name, and he mopped the floor with him. Yeah, I, d- I didn't remember this being such a one-sided match. I remember Superfly not getting much. But uh, yeah, because Undertaker was, just, and I, you could see. I love the shots of the kids in the crowd; like they're all like kind of in awe of the Undertaker. Uh, a different character, legendary character.
1: Just to point this out; just a
0: huge debut, right?
2: Yeah. Let's talk about Paul Bear's face. How <laughs> he looks like a like oh, a caricature. He <laughs> just looked weird. He just looks like a fat Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and then his face, this like his whole mouth was like off to the side. It was weird. Man. <laughs> it's just, yeah, the facials. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. Paul Bear. The, fa- the facial expressions of Paul Bear. Yeah, but this was a short match, but a good match. Um, I wish uh for the for Jimmy Snuka to like be such a big name. I wish he would have like got more off of him, but you know you know what I'm saying this taker you know' taker man he's dominant yeah dominant, I think this dominant was, dominant figure
0: yeah th- this was going over so well i think that they were just really pushing him strong and yeah. later on this year you would see big things
1: from him so yeah. yeah and you know for him to get a jump so fast he had to take out a big guy yeah you know yep that's how you build a monster
0: exactly that's how you that's how you build a monster and that was a huge start of a WrestleMania tradition of him whipping somebody's ass. And at the same time, something's about to come to an end. Mm-hmm. The next match is a career ending match. So whoever loses is gone. It's the Macho King, Randy Savage, with Sensational Queen Sherry,
1: taking on the Ultimate Warrior. Who? Yeah. Good match. I, I liked it. I, really cool. I mean, this is a this is a story that Macho's been telling for seven years, and I'm talking about him versus um, Ultimate Warrior. I'm talking about him and Liz. So, I mean, the match itself, okay, it was pretty pretty decent. I, 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 Jake was talking about it earlier. Like sometimes he faded in and fade out. I, I felt myself doing that
2: during this match. I did. Yep, I was doing that. Um, this one. I thought Macho did great, but Warrior, like, Warrior, no disrespect. Warrior's a great character, great, you know what I'm saying? But he's not like, he don't got moves, man. Don't have any good moves. Like, not that. I can see how, like, a kid be excited to watch him, but I wasn't really, like, wasn't, like, towards the end when he did, like, those, kept doing those spears or whatever. Like, he did it, like, three times in a row or whatever after Macho dropped the elbow, like, Thirty times on him. Yeah. And he still kicked out. But like, no, there this is definitely I mean, it's an entertaining match, but like, you know, it just has yeah, slow moments, you know. I thought
1: it was gonna end and I thought he because I know I knew who won this match, um going into it, because the match is thirty years old. But <laughs> I knew it was going. Uh, but I didn't re- remember the warrior talking to his hands and walking out of the ring and all. Like... That's one of the
0: things I did remember, and it's one of the things I didn't really like.
1: Yeah, it was rough, man. I couldn't remember why the warrior
0: did it, but I did remember him like there took some like, side story of him talking to the voices in his head about maybe I should just quit. Yeah. But then the Macho Man jumps him when he's dude's gonna leave. He let him leave. Yeah. You win. He's gone, but no. Uh, that's the only thing that kind of make, kind of caught me off guard. And as an adult, as a kid, no, and I had no problem with this, but as an adult, the five elbows and then the kick out, I was like, what? Does Macho Man just not want anybody to ever do an L drop, a- elbow drop ever again? Is he trying to kill the move, or was he just trying try- to build up the warrior? I guess he's trying to build up the warrior, or maybe he was doing that because to make the crowd actually think that the Warriors going to lose.
2: Maybe, just for that one moment. You did five elbow drops, and he kicked out that shit. Your move is done, fam. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. like, it's done. You know,
0: the F5 still going, and Roman Reigns kicked out a six of those. So. Well, yeah, that's true. But, like, Kofa can't <laughs> kick out a one. I don't know. The fuck? That, that well, was best upsetting. thing to do
2: is you know go the sabu route. Put a chair over his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boom. Uh, but yeah, the but yeah, Bob. I I, want, I like that you brought
0: it up. That this, this long story. Uh, they did show a lot of clips of Liz, and then at the end of the match, uh, Sherry is pissed off because her meal ticket's gone. Now who's she gonna manage? How's she gonna make yeah. money? So she starts whipping up on Macho Man, and then the First Lady of Pro Wrestling, Miss Elizabeth, comes out of the
1: crowd and really quick. So. We've learned two things about Liz. She can't what talk, and she can't wrestle, dance. Uh, the, oh, like dance. dance, And We also learned that she can't wrestle, and uh, she can't run. <laughs> she, yeah, she wasn't a great runner. I mean, I don't understand. She's in. <laughs> I understand she's in heels, but she's got her hands pressed against her the front of her, like out of. Liz, Liz's not comfortable in her body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for some of that gorgeous she is not comfortable moving <laughs> i i i actually
0: do i want I, I kind of want to take back what i said she can't rest I, I don't think we ever saw Russ, but i thought she actually did a good
1: job grabbing sherry by the hair and sherry a, did an amazing job selling someone yeah. throwing out of the ring yeah. she she fell backward sherry she, did a great job you know match. what's bullshit we talk about china and who who Respect and we talk about other female wrestlers. You know, we, we hear, hear a lot about um, uh, Trish Stratus and stuff like that. Cherry, for, for this WrestleMania last, or I'm sorry, these three WrestleManias we're about to do was incredible. She did a lot of really cool work, and I don't think she gets the praise that she deserves because she was a real deal character and was both feminine and cool and a total fucking badass.
0: Yeah. I, I can't. I can't agree more. She was. She was great in this match. She was great in the last WrestleMania. She. She was a big boost to anybody she managed. Uh, Men Donner Man and Shawn Michaels and guys later on. Harlem Heat. Uh, yeah, Sherry is amazing. Was amazing. <laughs> you were thinking about her
1: during that that Booker T interview. <laughs> <laughs> she it's does okay, make baby. the best face. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay, baby. Yeah, she she her, her smile is magical, right? Because yeah. he turns and looks right at her. And she's like, "I know what you just said, motherfucker." Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, great. Wow. It's great. She's. We'll great. talk about that in another episode. Yeah, yeah. bonus. Um, um, but
0: yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up, Bob, because she was amazing this match. Uh, but, but Liz getting back together with Macho Man, one of the, it felt real. Uh, the crowd is it's crying. And people yeah. in the crowd are crying. It was uh, it's one of the, it was one of the more special WrestleMania moments, if you will.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was great. I meant until you really boil it down, because if you think about it, the lesson here is stand by your man, even if he abuses you, and he might take you back when he's at his lowest.
0: Why you gotta ruin this shit, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> and up next we got Demolition versus Tenru and Kitau, a team from Japan. I thought it was kind of interesting that this new these two new guys from Japan were the good guys in this match, which was something a little bit unusual for the time. Usually they would bring them in as bad guys. But uh, Demolition, cra- uh, Crush, and Smash now, uh, no axe, and Mr. Fuji's back. My least favorite version of uh,
1: Demolition, by the way. It was everyone's least favorite version yeah. of Demolition.
2: Yeah, their music was
1: gone as well.
2: Oh, shit, yeah.
1: Well, you made a good point earlier. Well, why do you think the music's on?
2: Oh yeah, because uh the music, said, here comes the axe, here comes the Smash, or, or, yeah, yeah, smash. Yeah, whatever. Say, and axe not there no more. So you know,
0: that's a good point. Doesn't make sense.
2: That. <laughs> but it sucked. They could have kept. They you know they could have out.
1: Here comes the beep. Here comes the smasher. <laughs> I mean, come on,
2: Vince. You could have just been here comes the smash. Here comes the crush. I don't know. I'm or sure. yeah. or just say here comes the axe and crush the carrier. Actual acts. To the, Here comes two act.
1: guys. You don't need to know their names.
2: <laughs> 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 Whatever.
0: Here comes two guys.
2: <laughs> or just play the instrumental. What the fuck? It, that's true. That's true.
0: But no music for them because the people like the music and they're not supposed to like bad guys. That's true. Tinder and
2: Catow had some mu- had music though. I thought was interesting. How about that? Uh. That the, the the interview or whatever. Oh, just with Regis. With Regis or, and yeah, yeah and that was.
1: Uh, I'm surprised they left that in.
2: <laughs> oh, the right, yeah, the racist interview. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: they didn't speak English. Is the gimmick. So Regis starts just saying Japanese
1: words like Toyota and Isuzu. I'm not justifying this. I am not sticking up for this. I. I but i can see what well,
2: you're totally are. no no no, no, no. <laughs> I, I
1: i i'm just trying to get into their heads because listening to like you know listening to bruce pritchard who who played brother love he's got a really great podcast we mentioned it earlier uh when they're in when they're doing these kind of writing these kind of bits i can see them trying to justify it because at the end the japanese gentlemen start calling him kathy lee griffin or not kathy lee griffin uh or his his part. No, okay. uh, Gifford. Gifford, yeah, yeah, Gifford. Catholic, yeah. And and he's like, no, I'm not Kathleen Gifford. You know, like so, I can see them thinking that that makes it okay because they kind of get one over on him at the end. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like yeah, they're kind of just playing back. But overall, days, it's but... not like a good joke. He just ran up to somebody and said like, that'd be like me running up to somebody from Tennessee and just be like, hey, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. Like, Chase Parker <laughs> It's just the only word I know in an American. <laughs> yeah, okay. Whiskey maybe. Uh, yeah, wh- yeah, whiskey. Moonshine.
0: Uh yeah, uh, I it was it was odd, I'd say, but um the Japanese guys kind of played along with it, you know, they was uh, Yeah.
1: But um, I think they were just probably excited to be a part of WrestleMania because that this is the whole setup like those two gentlemen were starting their own federation in in japan um and that's why they hooked up with wwf because new japan was with uh, wcw so they were kind of you know doing kind of mirroring what new japan was doing and they they got into wwf which was the bigger company so and they got to be the babyfaces and win a match during a wrestlemania like that gave them so much clout when they came back to, to japan yeah they'll take a little races from this weird dude that they've never seen before and, unless regis was big in japan i don't know he, he d- i don't know how big regis was in japan
2: <laughs> <laughs> I live every-
0: the five years i was there nobody mentioned his name i'll say that but but this match was okay uh tenru and katow get the win kind of surprisingly but that uh, you know It was what it was, Demolition. And this is the last we see of Demolition at WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Macho Man and Demolition, the Hart Foundation, the Rockers, big change is coming. And uh, speaking of change, we're trying to for a change of the Intercontinental uh, Champion here in the next match. It's a title match of Mr. Perfect, the champion, versus the Big Boss Man. R.I.P. Big Boss Man, please don't haunt my house. That's a callback. I remember. You know, yeah. I have yeah. yeah, I remember that. <laughs> uh, what
1: did you guys think about the big boss man versus Mr. Perfect? It was, yeah, it was good, I guess. Uh, I like the whole story that the boss man had to go through all the Hina family to get there. Mm-hmm. But I think that he lost a little heat because he had to count on Andre to, to win the match. You know? So, I mean, I like seeing Andre, though. Like, like, this is the last we see of Andre, so... Like, him just getting one more fuck you to Bobby the Heen, and I think that was kind of cool. Yeah, the crowd really
2: liked it. I, I, liked, uh, I liked the match. It was uh <clears throat> match was, match was cool. It was a cool match. Um, I like all the bumps and, like, how much uh, Mr. Perfect sells the bumps. It's yeah, hilarious. he sells crazy bumps. No, nah, just, he's just wild. It's just, like, you'll think, like, his name is Mr. Perfect, and he, he would, like, you know, would be a lot more, like, Cooler than that when he sells a bump, but he, he just be all he like he would get smacked and then he would just do like a like a, a ten eighty spin after a smack. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? What the fuck, man? It's like it's hilarious, man. Like it's hilarious watching this guy wrestle. But like this, he, he's he's great. He's a, like I ain't, I ain't trying to like clown him, but like you know it's great. It's just funny how he sells a bump. Kind of like how the Rock used to sell the the stunner, the Stone Cold stunner. He just do a flip back and shit like that, like. Yeah like Mr. Perfect. I almost called him Kirk Hennig. But like like well, that's his name. Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> but like yeah, it's you know, RIP to Mr. Perfect. Tell Kirk him. Hennig. Another uh, person who died really young. Um but um one thing that stuck out to me about this match wasn't the match itself. It was the uh it was the promo with uh with oh, Bobby and uh, Mr. Perfect when Bobby he didn't mentioned um we're in LA the home of the LAPD and then he was talking about you know like someone was in the bushes recording the LAPD like you know fucking with somebody you know he's he's mentioning the the uh he, he mentioned the uh, the Rodney King beating the Rodney King case um <laughs> yeah it was fucked up which also happened in 1991 <laughs> God damn. But, uh, yeah, and, and the fact that he, like, I don't know, he used that to, like, you know, you know, Big Boss Man's character is a cop or whatever, but he used that to, like, you know, call him, that like, he's a cop, he ain't shit. I just thought that the, how he used that to, like, uh, try to use that against Boss Man's character was kind of, like, all right, man, like, it's not the same. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Like, you know what I'm saying? I thought it was hilarious. It, and it just, like, made me think about, like, yeah, they really this social, political commentary with this whole pay per view, <laughs> with like the North America versus Iraq and all, all this. Sh- I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, everything that was happening at the time. Yeah, was it was just, in, yeah. and it, and it was, it was just like, all right, man, just, just, just wrestle get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: because <laughs> like, yeah. like, I wasn't sure if they were doing like you mentioned both of those things. I wasn't sure they were they're doing a parody. They're just drawing inspiration from events, yeah, or they're doing satire, which are three completely different things. Uh, we'll talk, I guess we'll talk more about that later. But, like, like you said, man, bringing up Ronnie King just to to get some heat over on uh the big boss man
2: just felt weird, you know. Yeah, like I said, I won't offend it at all, but I just thought it was hilarious. Like, yeah. wow, really. <laughs> <laughs> it, it felt random. Yeah, It was random. It was like, alright, man. Hell. Like, whatever, man. Just wrestle. Well, like, the fuck out of here.
1: I think the part where he's like, because w- we would have better footage, like because we have better cameramen or something. Like, I forgot how he worded it. I'm paraphrasing. It's like, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. They're just
2: talking about the heat. He said, about so, the story. he said like, something about justice. Like, justice, go to other, we should pull up that. We should pull that up. We put a link to it on the Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. Yeah,
0: but yeah. Um, but the match yeah. was good, all right? Yeah, the match was good. So both was guys fun. can
2: work really
1: good. Yeah,
0: yeah. Both guys are, I think, underrated as far. Well, I Mr. think. Is- I
2: think. A, I think a title. Th- I think it should have been a title change or actual winner. That's one thing that's um, gets on my nerves, like these interferences and countouts and all this shit. Like we need actual winners. We need yeah. consequences. We need like. We need consequences. We need a winner. We need a loser. We need emotion. We need it. Yeah. We need yeah. that shit. Closure. You, you know. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Closure. That's I what mean,
1: because their jobs is to be storytellers. This is sports entertainment, and the entertainment part is the story. And if you kind of leave me hanging at the end, you're, like I said last time, you're you're basically Stephen King. Like you, I I don't feel good about this ending. Like, thank you for taking me on this journey, but like, because like in this specific example, like. Boss man went through everybody just to get to the point where he can get disqualified.
2: Really? And then when he got disqualified, he's like, "Oh, I still won the match." Uh, like, nah, no, motherfucker. Man. You ain't winning a title though. Yeah. He sold the hell out your your Smacks, man. He sold the hell out that shit, man. <laughs> like, you should. You just. You should. Anybody who smacked an IC champion like that, and they do, like, a spin like that, you should be champion. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? I'm just saying, man. Like, I don't know. And, and, and that's what a lot of uh, matches in the past, WrestleMania. So like, it's just, like,
1: I would like we to need see, we need a winner. I would like to see the statistics of disqualifications we've saw. You know, like starting from WrestleMania 1 to, to, I mean, even going through till we get to 10. Like, just how many times... They just kind of said, "Ah, that doesn't matter."
2: Yeah, and this is like, yo, and this is WrestleMania. This is like, yo, this is the biggest. Right. Like, this is supposed to be the the, the best pay per view, the greatest one. You know what I'm saying? Like, this this should this should be a, a actual winner, or loser, like that tapped out or got pinned or or got just or just got his ass whooped or something. Just got his ass whooped too much or something. Like, but. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there should be a start. It should
0: either be the start of something or the finish of something, and it should be distinct. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will tell you what. There was a clear finish on was the next match: Greg the Hammer Valentine versus Earthquake. Mm.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to say sad hammer, but Bob, you disagree? I I disagree. Not as sad as I remember him. I don't think he, I don't think he's reached peak sadness yet. Uh, he looks actually. I I think. Compared to what he looked like last WrestleMania with the whole honky tonk gimmick, I think he looks better. I think it's it because he got to dye his hair blonde again. Yeah, so I mean, the, there might be joy in that. Uh, I, I think he worked pretty. I mean, he's, he's still a hell of a worker. I, I thought I liked the match. I thought what he was doing was pretty cool. I, yeah. I, I think they could have used him a little bit better, uh, but I, I still don't know that they're trying to get you know earthquake over. He's supposed to be a monster, so I get it. Well, he's like kind of like past the streak now, right? Yeah. The streak is over at this point, right? Yeah, Hogan already kinda of beat him. Uh, but
0: basically he's still mid card. Yeah, he's monster. upper mid card. He's nobody can really hurt him except for <coughs> the top guys, really. Um and after this I think he would team up with Typhoon and they would have another big run.
1: Which I loved.
0: I loved it. I loved them as a tag team. The natural disasters. They were great. Um another great tag team was L O D, and they were in our next match against a tag team that I think is underrated, although they got their asses handed to them in this bad boy. Power and Glory. Uh, I just love that name. I still love that name. It's good. And like the they, had the they had the cool
1: gear, and I just thought that was a great tag team that never really
0: got off the ground
1: that much. I don't remember them that well, so this wasn't, like, the best match to get introduced to them again because it was quick. How long was this match? Like, uh, a minute and a half maybe? It's like, yeah, this is like an SD Jones type match. It was a squash. Yeah, uh, LOD just kind of right off the
0: bat, puts the boots to him, and then gives, uh, I think, Paul Roma the doomsday device, and that's it. Which The doomsday device is one of the greatest finishers, though. Yeah, it looked
1: good. It looked really good.
0: Uh, And then we go into another big storied match, Uh, a long storyline. Virgil has finally broken away from Ted DiBiase and become his own man with the help of Roddy Piper's coaching. And he's going to take on the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. I remember, like, this story as a kid. Like, it was a big story. I remember when, when Virgil first, like, yeah. like, hit hit Ted DiBiase. Like, I think it was at the previous uh, pay-per-view. Uh, and I just go in, like, everybody went nuts. Like, everybody was so excited to see Virgil, like, finally, like, stand up to this dude. I um, mean, I liked the story of the match. However, unlike the blindfold match, and the career-ending match didn't hold up as good as
1: I remembered it. No, I would like to have seen him just unleash rage on him, and just I, I, this should be on a squash match. This should have just been Virgil just beating the holy hell out of uh, uh, the Million Dollar Man. But all this became was it was a device to get the Million Dollar Man to have heat with um, a, a, a Piper. Like it, I, I think they really missed a cool opportunity.
2: With yep. this guy, yep, no, no winner in this match either. Not really. Well, a real winner. Like, this should have, you should have been closing this match, but there wasn't. And That's I'm not
1: true. sure if it was creative or just Virgil wasn't charismatic enough to like come up with an interesting character. You mm-hmm. know, like because I mean he he was at a disadvantage because when he was the valet, he he was supposed to just be you know extra hands. He wasn't anything special. But now that he was given the chance, he was getting the spotlight, he was kind of, he, he didn't really get a chance to develop because Piper was doing 90% of the interview and then he was just playing, playing Mad Libs. Like, oh, well, how do you spell man now, Virgil? And then he spells out Virgil. Like, cool. Like, you, you're, you're more like a parrot now than, than like what you could be, you know? Yeah, uh, they did have another match though. At the, I think the following pay per view, right. and
0: I think it was for the million dollar title, and Virgil won it. Yeah, um, one of the few people to actually be the million dollar champion other than the million dollar man, maybe the only one. You see, that should have been the match
1: here. I yeah.
2: think.
0: I think so too. I think that should have been the match here at
2: WrestleMania, the biggest joint. But whatever.
0: But yeah, the uh, the next the the following match was much better <coughs> than this one. Um, <coughs> no offense to anybody involved, but the best thing out of this I think maybe was the introduction to the shorts the short tights by Virgil he's wearing like the boxer shorts or whatever and I was like hey why didn't nobody ever wear this before
1: I think that's a pretty cool look I mean Virgil's a big guy too like he was jacked Uh,
0: and then we have a kind of a filler match for lack of a better term we have a filler match coming up next Tito Santana versus the Mountie and yeah, any yeah
1: yeah. I'm the Mountie. I like the mounty but it was scary when I was a kid. That that
0: the shock stick. Yeah, and I'm always
1: getting my man.
2: Oh shit! Oh, God oh. damn What what the hell? Fuck! I'm so, sorry, In sorry. The mic? Sorry, man. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. But like, I feel terrible as like a hip hop <laughs> fan. Because I just <laughs> thought of another album that came out in
0: 1991.
2: What? Yeah. Uh, low End Theory by a tribe called Quest. Classic hip hop record, one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. Uh, yeah, that also came out in 1991. Just trying to make 1991. No, 19- just trying to make 1991 that, more cooler. No, you know?
0: I appreciate cooler. that, and that was definitely more interesting than the Mount Tito match.
1: I, so. I mean, if Virgil had half the incitement you just had. During his match, he he probably still be champ right now. The damn, man, he's getting shit out of me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, nah, that's cool. I didn't know what happened. An- I thought I did An- something wrong. And a dope
0: record, for real. <laughs> all right, with well, that pick-me-up, we're going right into the main event. Wow. America Hulk Hogan versus uh, the evil Sergeant Slaughter. About every, They pulled out all the stops of this one. Yeah. Um, I think everyone, even the crowd, knew who was going to win. was going to get that belt back. There was blood. There was flags getting ripped
1: in half. I mean, for a Hogan match. This was a pretty like Hogan. This was a good Hogan match for Hogan. Yeah, it was much longer than I remembered it. And yeah. It was good. It was all right. Yeah, I don't. Re- I didn't remember uh, Sergeant Slaughter being such a good worker as well. Yeah, Slaughter. I mean, I don't remember him being like a great worker, but
0: great worker really. But I remember the character vividly, and I remember this character. Uh, it was a, you know, it's just it was an iconic like little, I guess, rivalry there. It yeah. w It wasn't too. It wasn't run. The, you know, it wasn't too long. Um, but, yeah, it was a great match. There was, Hogan bled. Um, Slaughter did all the bad things you could possibly do as a heel. He Tried to bury Hulk Hogan with the Iraqi flag,
1: and Hogan ripped the flag. And, <clears throat> sorry. No, we all got that cold today. That's fun. But yeah, Hogan, rips, that's when
0: Hogan hoax up and rips the flag at the blood on his face. And
1: America gets that big win. Yeah, it was getting pops throughout the whole thing. Uh, we, we talked earlier uh, about how some people were offended by this, by the storyline, you know, with like using this for entertainment purposes during an actual war when people are going over there serving. Um, I... I I don't, I don't have any personal feelings about this. I don't, you know, I was a kid when it was going on. Uh, but I do know, like, they, they were, they were showing this to the, the, the American troops for free. So. That's cool. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, I don't know. I I don't know if it was publicity. I don't know what their intention was, but you know, I think being over there, they appreciate it. Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I can see, I guess I can see your point Uh, because you made it earlier, but I just remember it being entertaining, and I remember this WrestleMania, and it was definitely a WrestleMania that was the beginning of some big changes to come. I feel like we should say more about the main event, but I think the story kind of tells itself, and I think everybody here, I think everybody listening has seen it before, but I mean, go
1: back and watch it again. It's better than you think, I bet. Yeah. I, I, I do, like, I don't know, it's a false memory, but I thought the Iron Sheik was involved during this match. But he doesn't come into later, which I kind of miss. I, I'm a, I'm a Sheik fan, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, when they added Iron Sheik, it was pretty good. It was it was entertaining. Um, Jake, anymore, any more? You got anything to say about the main event or?
2: Uh, it was alright. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was alright. Um, it was uh, it was okay. I want a big fan of match. Um, what was your favorite match of the whole night? I'll probably say the, um, uh, Heart Foundation versus Nazi Boys probably my favorite. Rockers and, uh, uh, Haku and Barbarians, probably my second. Um, Jake, just, uh, the blindfold match. I don't, those are my top three. Yeah, um, hey, man. um, yeah, Ultimate Warrior and, uh, Macho. I mean, I, there's a lot of moments I loved in that, too. You know what I'm saying? Especially the ending. But, you know, yeah. Those those are matches, I'll say, like, are, are standout ones. The last one was, like, you know, I know it's the main events, It's Hulk, but, you know, it's just, I don't know. I thought there was just, like, some, like, boring moves, pretty much, for the most part. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Everybody teach his own. Bob, how about you?
1: Uh, fair match, blindfold match. I, I just like the the way it was story. I, I'm a big Jake the Snake fan. I just like I like his uh, ring psychology. I think the, the term is um, second match, the Heart Foundation match, and it wasn't until Jake came up with the term like "Here's your partner, here's your piece shit of shit partner." partner. <laughs> that, I don't know here's your that piece of shit partner. Now yeah, that stuck in my head, and now I love this match. Like, it, thanks, Jake. Uh, <laughs> um, and then yeah, I, I love the Macho Man versus uh, Ultimate Warrior. Not for. Anything else more Warrior did, just you know, I think the the Macho Man was cool. Uh, my only complaint with that match was Warrior, when he won, put his foot on, just covered him by putting his foot on. I thought that was kind of, I thought that was kind of cheap. That's yeah. the only thing I would really change about that match. But everything else was pretty good. Yeah.
0: Loved the return of Miss Elizabeth. Uh, loved all those matches, and uh, loved the start of the Undertaker. Undertaker is in, Macho is out, and with that, so are we. So I'm Alex Ketchum. Bob Wick. Jake Russell. And until next time, guys, we're going for the leg. Hold up now before you go. We here at the WrestleManiacs Podcast want to thank you for listening. We want you to know that this is a podcast by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. So we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your stories, your comments, your questions, so we can make this podcast as good as possible. Now, in order to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Facebook at WrestleManiacs Podcast on Facebook, or you can email us at WrestleManiacsPod at gmail.com. or on Instagram at WrestleManiacsPod. Thank you for tuning in, and we want to also thank Gabber Media. You can check out all the other great shows, however you get your podcast or at GabberMedia.com. See you guys next time.